Hey everybody, welcome to The Warrior and the Wolf, a place for you to show up authentically and vulnerably in a safe atmosphere where you are seen, where you are loved, and someone wants to come beside you and walk with you. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Warrior and the Wolf podcast, episode number 19. 19, yeah. 19 almost to 20. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're of legal voting age. So I have to be honest with you. Aaron and I, today we are going to talk about pornography. And we're going to yes. talk about it in many different facets. And um, we sat here in the recording studio for a hot second talking about how this was going to go. And this is a very uncomfortable topic, which I think is interesting for the simple fact that I know so many humans um, that watch pornography. It's, just, it's the same reason why I wanted to talk about this, because I know so many humans that do and wish they didn't, or it's a struggle. Exactly. We hear all the time men coming to us uh, on these weekends. Yeah, I struggle with pornography. I struggle with pornography. And number one, I think it's important to understand you're certainly not alone. I mean, statistics, which Aaron will get into here after a bit, statistics show you're certainly not alone. It is a billion dollar plus industry, right? So you're certainly not alone. But what we want to talk about today um, is just exactly what the episode is. It's a paradox. Yep. This is This is a... I guess for lack of a better word, a controversial topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but clearly impacts so many humans in their lives. Yeah. And I'm just going to put the disclaimer out there now. I mean, obviously we're not a like super family friendly podcast, but just in case you got little ones around. When, <laughs> when you brought the topic conversation uh, of conversation up to me, you're like, Hey, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, let's do it because I, you know, I, I genuinely am up for any topic of conversation and I think it needs to be addressed, buddy. I am terrified of what this episode could lead to. Not because I, you know, I'm going to sit here and say, Oh, no, no porn in the world for me. That's certainly not the case, but I, you have saved some stuff <laughs> And have not told me what you want to talk about in its entirety. So I have some, I have fear. Yeah. And I'm not going to set you up to make. No, I know you're not. I know. Not like that, but this could go so many different ways. So tell me why you wanted to do this. I I think we just said it. I think I just know so many men personally that have struggled with it, or I've seen men in the past and it's, and what it has done. Um, and what it has caused in families. I know um, in years past what it's been, what it's been for me. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I've never, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to do that. Sure. Um, I've, I've tried to put safeguards in in my life and in my marriage, and we'll talk about that later. But you talk about a billion-dollar industry. Yeah. Like, I'm just curious, mm-hmm. if you were to throw, like, throw an actual number out there, where you think the revenue stream, the revenue for the porn industry on an False. annualized basis? Annualized basis. Oh, gosh. Uh, I it's, it's $15 billion. You're pretty clear. So $15 billion is the low end on the U.S. side. 
Okay. They say between U.S. somewhere between 15 to 36 billion a year. You've got to be kidding. Worldwide, $100 billion. $100 billion annually. $100 billion. Okay, we'll quote your source. Well, so this is from LifePlan Niles, Michigan. Okay. LifePlan.org. Also from um, ProtectYoungMinds.org. It's just... Wow. The general consensus is that the, the pornography industry generates more revenue than the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL together. Combined. Combined? Combined. Wow. Okay. That's... Wow, that's daunting. That's a thing. I mean, you brought it. You brought it up earlier. So we talked about when, with Me Too movement comes out. Yeah. What, what industry doesn't? And we we do not talk about it. And I, and I do. I. It is my understanding. And please understand, I have not done all the research and all the land, but it is my understanding that actresses in that industry are not um, subject to the best conditions. Is my understanding. I I don't yeah. know. But and that's why it always blew me away is it, it, when when we talked about um, uh, the women's equality and so on and so forth. How that industry has dodged such scrutiny, because I genuinely believe that there's scrutiny to be had in that space. Though there is for sure, especially nowadays. But talk about a hundred billion dollar industry. That's some cash. There's a lot of that's power lot. in there. You know, and you start getting into then, and and I don't have the the facts and figures in front of me. Um, this is a quote from the uh, website talking about fight the new drug. Okay, talking about the connection between human trafficking and the, uh, porn, and the pornography industry. That's a super dark side. So this quote just says that the fact of the matter is that sex trafficking in porn is much is a much bigger issue than most people realize. According to cases reported to the National Human Trafficking Hotline, pornography was the third most common form of sex trafficking after escort services and illicit massage businesses. Yeah, so I, and that's the thing. The, the, the trafficking side is a big, big, huge deal. That's not okay. And you and I have also talked about the fact that pornography, uh, at least fr- fr- from my seat, what are you trying to gain? You know, what am I trying to gain from it, right? What What am I watching for? What What draws me to that, right? And is it is it, is it an escape? Is it trying to cover something? Are you trying? What are you trying? What am I trying to get in that moment? Like, yeah. what do I really want? And we talk about that a lot. What do we really want? So, what do I really want when that's the avenue that I'm going? I mean, I, I think it's different for everybody. Okay. I think mo- more than like most, most of the studies that I've read talks about it is the, the dopamine hit, the intense reward and pleasure sensation of the brain. Okay. Would you equate it to a drug? Absolutely, I would. Okay. Which again, I reference this website called Fight the New Drug. Tip. And they, and there's so many studies and articles, just way too many to go through in the time that we have. But they talk about, I mean, I got, I talked about here, this is a longer quote, so bear with me, yep. um, but talks about, so doctors Simone Kuhn and Jurgen Gilliant, butchering those pronunciations, uh, but they said that pornography affects the brain through an intense stimulation of our reward system, ultimately making pornography consumption more rewarding. Like it or not, porn consumption in, entails pleasure, focus, and repetition. 
the perfect rep- recipe for a buildup of what they call Delta Foss B in the brain and the creation of long-lasting pathways in the brain. It can also provide an overabundance of supernormal stimulus that can completely rewire the way we find arousing and what we desire and expect from sexual intimacy. It completely changes their expectations and can have tremendous implications on how we view others and how we view relationships. And this was in reference in talking to pornography and younger adolescents. Okay. So, so as you were talking, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't want, I don't mean to cut you off, no, but no, as ahead. you were talking, like you're, you're talking about the science behind it and how the body just from a chemical dependency standpoint starts to depend and rely on that. Right. Yeah. It, 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 on the images, on the stimulus, all that. And I'm like, sugar, trying to quit consuming sugar. Mm-hmm. Or for me, when I decided to quit smoking, however many years, like it's been several years, but quitting smoking was tough. There's a chemical dependency. So you're telling me, based on their research, that there is a chemical dependency in watching pornography on a regular basis. A massive one. It completely starts to rewire our brain. I mean, it's it's same time about sugar and cocaine. You know, like the difference is, you know, sugar's hard to quit, but cocaine starts to reformulate your brain the way your brain works. Okay. So you're, especially in like, and that's a, that's a thing. Like talking about like, especially adolescence. Cause think about, it, I mean, you're a little bit older than I am. Not that Thanks, much older. I know. <laughs> but it wasn't like pornography was not that accessible when we were growing up, when we were teenagers. No. And you had to go to a bookstore or a magazine or, you know, had to actually drive to a store or something. Right. Right. Now. It is instant. Oh, it's at your fingertips. Instant. We talked about it on the dad episode where if you don't know the answer, what do you do? You yeah, go to Google. We have billion, our phone all the time. A hundred billion dollar industry. That's, ba- dude, a hundred billion dollars is bananas. Instant access. Yeah. Instant access. Well, and, and then you have the advent of OnlyFans. There are humans making a darn good living is my understanding on the OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. So, especially in in young men, okay, it rewires the way they think. Okay, I mean, I don't know if you've ever read or talked about any of the um, of Ted Bundy's story. I yes, so I you know, love and murder he, mysteries and things like. Well, that. he talks about how about how he started out looking at Playboy. Oh yeah, yep. and then after a while, that just wouldn't do. It anything. wasn't enough. Wasn't yeah. enough. More extreme, more extreme to the fact to where he couldn't, I'm going to say without getting too graphic, any gratification at anything until he was murdering hookers. Yeah. So it it is a drug and it does anything that you, I mean, you could be addicted to running and the, and the sure. So I'm, and I'm not equating the two, but we, we talked about sugar. I could be addicted. Dude, it's a very real likelihood that I have some sort of addiction to sugar. So for me, so talking about the addiction Talking about the not being able to quit. The the other thing about it too is we talk about it's something that's normally done in isolation, right? Certainly in private. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. For, for the most part, you're not advertising it or doing it out in Correct. public, or yep. so which then you know makes it it's very very it's very very personal. Okay. Right. So and it's it's so that's part of it too because it isolates. It tends to draw people back and isolate, especially. Like husbands from their their spouses or from their friends, 
And that was my understanding that you wanted to you wanted to have this conversation about this topic because of the damage that it's doing to families. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, and that's part of it. Like, I'm just, I think, I mean, gosh, I mean, it's been around for decades, hundreds. I mean, it's been around, what they say, prostitution is the world's oldest profession, right? Is it? I, that's the joke. I don't oh, know. I don't, it, know. I don't know if it I actually no is. They say it's the world's oldest profession, like, because, I mean, they had, what, prostitutes in the Bible. Sure. So, yeah, I've just seen, it's an, so I feel like it's an inter interesting dichotomy, especially in today's day and age when it is such a prevalent industry. Okay. When it's the, it doesn't hurt anybody idea. So, so let me ask you this. Do you believe that, have you heard people saying, that doesn't hurt anybody? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, you, oh, try, I think we, it's unequivocally false. Well, you, you look at We up, just so. talked about the trafficking standpoint of it. Exactly. I mean, and you, so if you start diving into the numbers and the actual yeah. facts and you see that. But for the most part, I've heard people say, well, if I just go in my basement, get on my computer, watch something, do my thing, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just me and a computer screen. It's not hurting anybody, right? Okay, so... So uh, that's it, but that's the idea behind it, and that's right. a justification. Right. And obviously, you and I disagree with that, and that could be for myriad different reasons. Tell me why you disagree with the assessment that doesn't hurt anybody. Well, one, because I believe it causes harm to yourself. Okay, in what way? I mean, I mean it changes... I'll go from the aspect of if you're somebody that's married, mm -hmm. I think the studies and the science and the data back up, it unequivocally changes the way that you look at your spouse. Okay. Or the expectations. Okay. That's my opinion. Of course. So you're saying, so it doesn't hurt anybody. Then right. it starts hurting your. So hurting your spouse. Hurting your spouse. Or if okay. your spouse knows that you're looking at stuff and looking at pornography and looking at other, you know, quote unquote women that they can't ever compare to. Okay. I believe that causes damage. Okay. I believe that when you isolate yourself from your family, it causes damage. If, you, okay. if you're, I believe any addiction can cause damage to your family. Cause yeah. And, and, and as you're going down this list, I guess it just, for me, because there are some relationships in which there is an agreement. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Like I, I hear examples all the time of humans who are okay with it and that's all right. I look at it because again, you know that I am just relentless about making myself a better human. The damage that I see is why am I really doing this? What am I missing? What, what am I looking for in this space that I that there's a hole, right? So I think there's damage there. I believe like rather than 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 masking it or or medicating it as the case may be, I like what is it? Like, why did the thought even cross my mind that that's something I want to do? So one thing I've talked about, I think I've talked about or explored before, or even I've heard it said, is it, it's weird, in a weird way, pornography feel, fills, fills some sort of intimacy void. Okay. Without the effort. Right? Okay. Mar we talked about marriage and relationships are hard. Yes. They're very, very hard. Can be. It's, it's two people doing life. Especially if you add kids into it, things mm -hmm. get stressful, right? Sure. With pornography, it's click, click. Boom. There it is. Intimacy. I'm done with And then you're, not to be crude, but wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. You're done. So I'm, and the first thing that comes to my mind as you're saying that, Aaron, is connection. Yeah. 
you know, I'm looking for this connection and I just, I'm having a hard, and that's where I think the pain starts is I'm looking for this connection. And so there's hurt, right? I don't want to own that I don't have the connection that I so desperately desire. So it's easier to medicate. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I do, I see where humans are hurt to include the human that is seeking that connection or whatever the human is seeking. And, and I, I guess what, what I was hoping to get out of the episode today, and I am getting this out of the episode is for those of you who are listening and quote unquote struggle with pornography, first and foremost, I think it's absolutely imperative. You understand you're not alone. That's no. ludicrous, especially with those numbers, dude. I am caught up on the fact that the NHL, NFL, MLB, all of that pales in comparison. That's bananas to me. Anyway, you're clearly not alone, but more importantly, what are you looking for? I, I think that's the important, most important thing I say because you look at somebody who's trying to fill a void or medicate with, let's, and we talked about with like drugs, like somebody's going out and like doing cocaine or pills or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we're look, you look at that person, you're like, you're destroying your life. You're destroying your body because you're addicted to uh, something. Right. But somebody's like, like hardcore, you know, addicted to pornography. And you're just like, well, it's your thing for the most part. You I'm know, not saying you're, as you're doing you that. you say that, I'm wondering if the reason this is such a hot button topic for you, that sounds like a pass. It's, your, it's your addiction, whatever, do your thing, because we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. We don't want to confront it because it, even this episode is awkward as all hell for me. Yeah. Like I don't, it's, it's weird just sitting here how I feel like it's uncomfortable to talk about pornography, but clearly it's happening. Yeah, Cause you, what you said before, before we started, you're like, I don't, I want to make sure that nobody feels like they're being shamed for doing something. Correct. Would you have said the same thing we were talking about alcohol? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a lot easier to like confront somebody like you're drinking yourself to death. Right. I, I, because that's something I can see you just like, we were talking about exactly. the fact that it's in isolation. And exactly. so that's what I wanted from the episode was number I, you have to understand if you're hearing this right now, you're clearly not alone. And number two, like we, we, we love you. We see you. Yeah. We appreciate you. And I, I can absolutely empathize with where you're at. I got it. And again, and I, and but the alcoholism is easier because I can see you doing it. It is. You know, I don't, I, I'm not really around when folks are surfing the, exactly. the, the well, websites. I don't like the, the isolation, but I think it's so, especially because of just the way it's treated in today's society and so prevalent, so readily available. I mean, do we not talk about it because it's shameful? I think so. Yeah. Like we I talk mean, a lot about the fact that oftentimes if it's shameful, we're not going to bring it up. We're not going to address it. We don't talk about it. Right. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's the case. Like we, like I had no idea that it was as profitable as it is. Yep. And then when you talk about it being the number three, number three, uh, no, no, number three of highest people. cause of trafficking, that's a problem. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so, like that, that's a perspective and we don't, I don't talk about pornography because I do feel shit. Oh yeah. You're not supposed to do that. Well, well it is one. I mean, I feel like it, you know, it's one of those isolations. He's like, well, you know, you, you do you, 
I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is about. And I could have been that. Is way it my place? I don't know. And I'm not. Again, I, I'm not telling anybody what you should or shouldn't do. Okay. Like make your own choices. Sure. I'm just saying. I've been doing this work for five years. Yeah. I've seen and heard tangible damage and problems that, that things cause. Of course. I can sit here and tell you when I have that urge, right? When that's where I want to go, it's because I'm lacking that connection or I'm like, there's something to it about me. I had, I had somebody once tell me that it's like just easier. Just turn it on, do whatever I need to do. And then I've got to like cuddle or have a conversation afterwards. And see, I think that's dangerous. That's what I'm saying. Just like, because I don't have to cuddle. Well, but what are you looking for? If you, because it's, to me, it's easy to say, oh, just the release. Yeah. No, 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 no. The release can happen in myriad different ways. You don't have to go this avenue. That's what you've chosen. It's the path of least resistance. Exactly. Because it is. So what are you looking my guess is it's that connect. There's something there. You know what I mean? Connection and intimacy. What's yeah. really interesting, and I'll have to send you the article because I, I lost it in here. Um, but it was talking about, especially with adolescents, with teenagers, like the reason is something like 92% of teenage boys have watched or actively watch pornography. That doesn't even remotely it doesn't, it doesn't surprise, surprise me. me. But, but they talked to both boys and they did a study and they talked to both boys and girls about why the reasons they watch porn now yep and they surveyed kids i think it was from the age of like they did between like 12 and 17 okay which is crazy to me at 12 um but they talked about boys the, the reason that adolescent boys are partaking is because they want to see if they can be as fit and virile and manly as the male actors and the girls are watching it because they want to see what boys want and that's who they mm. want to be. So as you're saying this, it occurs to me why I don't often talk about sex. And yeah. I'm anxious to see what you want to do with this because it's <laughs> the church. Okay. It's 1000% the church. Okay. And so I, I genuinely that. believe that's why, that's part of the reason why we don't talk about it. There's shame. Oh, there's shame in this. Well, oh yeah, right. What's the shame? Right. Well, you, I'm not supposed to be doing this. For me, the shame is the third highest reason for trafficking. For me, the shame is it's a one hundred billion dollar industry, and I promise you, it's not the actors involved making that money. No, like it's that's the shame for me. Like. But I, the, the, the sex itself, like when I hear 92% of 12 to 17 year old adolescent men or males are consuming pornography and I'm not surprised by it, there's shame in it because they're taught right out of, well, we don't talk about that. What are the three things we don't talk about? Sex, religion, and politics. Yep. Why? Because it makes people uncomfortable. Exactly. And I think that's asinine. I agree. And so we have given as a society, we've given this platform to pornography to succeed because they're showing us something that we're not allowed to talk about. And they're just putting it out there freely. Oh, right. Yeah. The repercussions on the other hand. And I don't think you're wrong with the way a lot of the churches have operated in sweeping. There's certain things we don't talk about in church. 
Sure. We don't talk about, you know, pornography. We don't talk about, you know. Because there's something wrong with me. Oh, you watch porn? Well, there's something wrong with you. Come on, man. Not to sound like Joe, but you catch what I'm throwing. Oh, that's horrible. 100%. There's shame from the church in that space. Meanwhile, I'm on here being like, look. It's, it's, yeah. It's why so many pastors end up, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I have zero facts to back it up. But in my opinion, it's one of the reasons why so many, there's a lot of pastors that end up in extramarital affairs uh, or losing sure. their position because there's, there's no, they, there's no, they don't have anybody to go to. It's like, I'm a pastor and I struggle with looking at. And they're looking for something too. And the pastor doesn't want to say there's something wrong with me. Exactly. Because they can't be a broken person and be exactly. a pastor. Exactly. Because. Which is absolute horseshit. Yeah. The, because uh, either they've been placed on a pedestal by a congregation or a religion or whatever. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent on that. Like I, that's a, I want to address that. I mean, how many times on our weekend do like we come up and we talk about, and like, I mean, you talk about all the time, room full of guys. Yeah. How many people looked at porn? Oh, Every geez, hand goes up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But then people, I mean, you get people that have been in church in their whole life is like, I've never talked about, I've never heard it talked about this way. But again, at $100 billion, who do you think's not looking at it? Right? Yeah. And so that I, 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 and again, it goes back to what I want out of this episode. If you are listening and you quote unquote struggle with this addiction, my ask of you is this what do you want? You're looking for something in going that avenue. And uh, truly, for some, maybe it is a release. That's absolutely possible. I Who knows? You could be going to this for myriad reasons. But I just encourage you to understand what it is you really want. What's the underlying desire that takes you that avenue to find what you want? Yeah. I, I think that's, that's great. And you're not alone. If that was your daughter. Yeah. Would you feel different? Would you feel differently? Yeah. And, and I don't know if, I mean, obviously I brought up this topic and I have strong feelings about it. I don't know if I'd feel differently, but I have, I have nieces. Sure. So I as have, do I. I have yeah. a sister. I have a mom. I have a wife. And there is zero chance I'd want anybody looking at any of them like that. Yeah. Uh, and I will play devil's advocate to a degree of for some relationships yeah. that is a stimulant and both parties are on board and they consent. Who am I? Right? Go forth and do. My biggest hang up remains the number three cause of trafficking. I know and I and I'm gonna flip the devil's advocate thing on you. Do it. I, I, I call bullshit on a lot of that. People are like, well, I'm really okay with it. Because the, you, you always say in here two things, numbers and data. No, like data two things numbers, don't lie. Numbers, numbers in the past. And overwhelmingly the studies done, blind studies of anonymous women say that even if they're, they know their partner is watching pornography, it makes yep. them feel incredibly self-conscious. So, and I guess my comment to that piece of the devil's advocate is, unless it's 100%, there are humans out there that are okay with it. If that is you, yeah. go forth and do. 
I mean, but what to you your do point, in your bedroom is your is your what do you do with your partner in your bedroom is, is your is your business as long Who as am I? I don't I don't get that. But clearly, with a billion dollar hundred billion dollar industry, it's not staying inside. the bedroom. I just want you to ask the question: What is it you really want? If you are watching that with your partner, maybe maybe you want something from your partner. Yeah. Advocate. Ask. Hey, I li- I would like it if we did. Or do you think it would be, you know, how do you feel about this? Because that goes back to the movements that we've seen in the past, and that is consent. Unfortunately, the humans that you're watching may or may not have given consent. You just get to watch it. Yeah. Right? So I think that's something that we should talk about for sure. Again, I believe it's not 100%. There are humans Partners are involved. Everybody is good. And that's the lifestyle that they prefer. Go forth and do. Numbers in the past don't lie. Numbers would indicate, we think you're just saying that to make someone happy. And it's actually detrimental to you. So if that's you, maybe your partner, as you listen to this right now, is out there looking at that. And it is detrimental for you. And it is impacting you. I would ask that you go to your partner and say, hey, look, I know that this is what's going on. This is what it's doing to me. I'm sad. I feel inadequate. I feel this. I feel whatever it is you're feeling in that space and own it. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And I, you know, I talk about, you know, again, the last thing we want to do on here is ever shame anybody for doing anything. Because you and I are, I don't want to say you, I am still a very broken person and have a lot of mistakes and a lot of. You know me well enough to know shadow. I'm broken. <laughs> and, you know, we talk about in my in, in my own life. Um my whole goal on this and your whole, I think our goal is this to, well, again, show people you're not alone with stuff. Right. And if it's something you genuinely believe is a struggle, like if you don't, like if you're listening to this, you're like, you guys are full of shit. It's not a struggle. I'm fine. Cool. Go forth and do. Do, do you. Yep. This is not the episode for you. Yeah. I believe differently. Very wholeheartedly. I believe differently. Sure. I mean, you and I were talking about the fact that before, one thing that has really helped me in my life is I have apps on my phone, computer, iPads, anything I have right. that is tracking software and monitoring. And some people, I've gotten a lot of, oh, you know, you know, whatever, call me whipped, whatever in my life. If it provides some peace of mind for my, for my wife. If it's what you want to do, that's, do it. That's my goal. My goal is, my goal, ultimate goal is to provide security and peace of mind for her in situations like that, that she doesn't have to worry about any of that. Stuff. Right. So, and I dig that about, you. there's some great accountability in it. There's, I mean, like I was telling you, like there's an accountability monitoring email sent to my wife every Saturday or Sunday morning. I, I don't know that I'm ready for that kind of commitment. And if you're not cool, I'm just telling you what I've done in my right. life. You know, there's, you can set up safeguard. You can have a get accountability, you know, accountability partners. I have this feeling is. that, all Jen would get in that report is that I have a 353 day Duolingo streak. I mean, I've been on Duolingo 353 days in a row. Nice work. Thanks. Um, and again, zero shame. Like there, like no one here is to tell you you're dirty. You're a bad person. No, not at all. I think that the, I think that the industry has got, and I'll just say, I think the industry is completely out of control and a very dangerous and detrimental industry. To society as a whole. I would say at an unstoppable level. So if you are hearing this at this stage 
and you want and or need something in this space yeah. and you want to reach out, um, we have a few ways you can do that. We have a Facebook uh, and an Instagram account. Uh, obviously, you don't have to post anything. You're welcome to DM us at the Warrior and the Wolf podcast. And then we have an email address, uh, the Warrior and the Wolf at gmail.com. We also have that sweet, sweet website that Mama D's been working on, and that is the Warrior and the Wolf.com. And so as we put a bow on this, number one, thanks for pushing me into a very, very uncomfortable space. Um, that I probably otherwise wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm here for. <laughs> among other things. But th this, this was, this was a, a good topic to bring up. Um, and I'm glad, I'm grateful for where it went. Parting shots. Yeah. Um, if you're out there listening again, you're not alone. Uh, we're all broken. We all have our vices. Talk to somebody. If you, I mean, if you want to, if it's something that you want to bring the light and want to, then talk to somebody. Yeah. And I would encourage you, you know, if it is something, you know, what, what you guys had to say, touch something. And I do want to check this out a little bit more. What about me is seeking something in that space? Please reach out. We're happy to help any way that we can. Uh, we too have been there and we understand we see you right where you are. Um, as always, it would mean a ton if you subscribed to uh, the podcast on whatever platform you are listening. Uh, the Warrior and the Wolf podcast uh, is something we're trying to get out to as many humans as is possible. Uh, it would also mean a ton if you left a comment, what you thought about today's topic. I, whew, <laughs> buddy, I have so many comments about today's topic. But again, thank you for pushing me um, into a really important space. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I am Mark. I'm the Wolf. Aaron the Warrior. And we will see you next week at the Warrior and the Wolf podcast. Thanks. Love y'all.